Welcome to Chaotic Harmony. My name is John. This is Crystal. I'm Mark. I'm Zoe. We talk about the joys and the challenges of teaching music in the elementary school classroom. We share inspiration. We share struggles. We brainstorm solutions. We would love to have you join us. Thanks for listening, you guys, and welcome to another episode of Chaotic Harmony. Um, Today we are talking about school culture. It's something that we uh, are passionate about. Um, and about setting through our music programs. It's something that we talk about extensively, and I'm excited to spend some time really hashing it out with you guys. So uh, I'm here with all of you. You should say hi. Well, hello, guys. <laughs> hi. There we go. Hello, Yay. Guys. Gang's all here. So we were talking today about how Chula Vista has its own soup, just <laughs> like any district has their own. So I wanted to start the podcast off by just talking about what is it about our um, our district culture that we're kind of working with, with our kids, with our location, just some common things that we all come up against. So John is already deep in thought. He well, is. He's thinking really hard. I, I, I think it's better that we define it as a salad than a oh, soup. Okay. Soup is all like boiling into, you know, when people say like America is like the, okay, I'm going to just stop. But Melting anyways, a salad is a good idea because like, there's a lot of overlap. There's a lot of leaves. You didn't it's stop. Of, you kept going. I keep on going. Okay. Now I'm going back to La Vista. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, Chula Vista is a salad. It's, it's a wonderful salad. <laughs> and the thing is, like, you have a, a wide diversity of mm-hmm. populaces, but lo- the key thing is location. Uh-huh. It's close to the border. No matter where you go, it's not North County, it's definitely South County. So you have a lot of mixed diversity for the most part especially amongst our schools in particular it's not just you know the latino community which you know is obvious with our location we have a lot of different cultures all coming together in chula vista it's Mm -hmm. very multiracial but we also have a wide income diversity as well Mm -hmm. so and it's um when i first started working there i was a little surprised that the closer you get to the ocean that is actually where the lower um economic communities are it's older chula vista it's older chula vista it's it's classic Mm-hmm. One might say up and coming these days as they uh-huh. redo the waterfront. Um, but the, as you get East County, those are the new houses. That's mm-hmm. where you see all the new construction. That's where all the fancy new schools are, the, the people that have their own private airport. Um, so what I know that um, Mark and Zoe and I have all talked about how we're in a Title I kind of situation at mm-hmm. our school. I have 100% free and reduced lunch. Mark, you the same, right? Yeah. We're at 75. Mm-hmm. You're at 75, yeah. so it's close. And then, Jonathan, you're kind of mixed. mixed up. Yeah, like yeah. big time. Last time I, I did the podcast on my school, I said I do. I look at the numbers. I haven't. I apologize. Mm. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, it's mixed. Um, we have a yeah, weird mix of diversity. We have low income. We have also naval folk that just mm-hmm. come in. So we, um, we have a mixture of conservative and liberal. We have a mixture of racial and also just also as going back um the economic demographics just all mixed Mm -hmm. big salad yeah big salad (laughs) i got like so when you said soup yeah i was immediately thinking of alphabet soup as a kid like you know just Mm. it was so good but it's only the greek alphabet you don't have anything else in there the other thing that we deal with (laughs) (laughs) so sorry been coming back and building our programs is we're in this really unique situation in california with our funding for arts programs and i i think that um it's just a different situation than a lot of different states even went through i know that arts education stability is a problem nationwide i fully understand that um but as far as finding the funding and putting it back in place in california there have just been some unique hurdles so um it's really interesting and this is something that you can look up there is uh, the stand up for music foundation mm-hmm. system Stand up, um, 
standupformusic.org is a cooperative of a lot of um, California educators, and they're um, they're kind of pulled together by CMEA, the California Music Educators Association, um, and they have a new initiative called uh, the Right to Jam, hmm. and so they have a slideshow on their website that is all about how to take um, the LCAP, which is um, you know local control the accountability lo- plan. Right. Thank you. I'm Boom. so glad you knew that. Wow. Nice. Know your acronyms. Come on, man. Um, and it's correct me if i'm wrong because you're probably more in the know on this than i am um but it's just like a chunk of money that the districts get to decide how to use to increase uh student engagement is that correct Uh, student engagement yeah and then student performance on test scores yeah Mm -hmm. and so they um they have said hey music arts those are great ways to you know increase Mm -hmm. test scores yeah so it just gives language and action plan too right well for so long um that money was used for more writing, more reading, more mm-hmm. math. And they just, they didn't see the outcome that they wanted to. And so mm-hmm. people are like, do arts. Yeah. Because it's good. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. To see that. yeah. And so, and that's the model that Chula Vista Elementary has followed yeah. under Lauren mm-hmm. Shelton's direction um, to take the LCAP funding and fund our arts programs through it. So we have come into, um, you know, our situation. We've come into all of our funding, you know, woes. <laughs> um, we've come into this former uh, music education wasteland. And let's uh, earlier episodes for more context. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And have been trying to shift the culture more towards creativity, mm-hmm. more towards student engagement, more towards music and that creation. So guys, when we talk about school culture, what does that mean to you? When we're talking about, you know, how can we create, uh, how can we influence school culture? What are we talking about? Well, I feel like, first off, there's only so much, You, we have so many desires of what we want to give to our students. And we only have so much time in the day. Mm-hmm. And so culture for me is like, what do we place our focus on? Because as music, even as music educators, um, even that's more of a specified uh, role. There are still so many approaches you could take. And like, just boil it down, like or versus Kodai, soup versus salad. Like you know, there's so many <laughs> different approaches you could do. <laughs> <laughs> Mark really wants to say something <laughs> right now. Go for it, <laughs> soup. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow. We'll put up a Facebook poll. Soup <laughs> I actually don't salad. even like soup. For the sake of this argument, I want it to be a soup. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Continue. That was the foundation you were welcome to build off. But. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, for me, school culture is everybody. You know, it's mm-hmm. from the students to all staff um, to the community and just how how you do things and so there's this underlying everyone at a school should be safe everyone should be getting you know taught everyone should be like kind of in a in a positive environment you know like there are those things that you don't waver from but then the culture of that school is how do you put your flair on it Mm -hmm. um so that's that's my opinion Mm -hmm. on culture in the school i have an example so at our school we have um this yeah. So okay. we have our silent signals, and yes. I agree. That's mm-hmm. basically uh, saying yeah. while you're listening to anyone, you do this if you agree, and if you disagree, there's this. You know, my school started with this, and for some reason, it's like gone towards this. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> we've changed uh, the direction yeah. that you move your hands. So instead uh, of side to side with a shaka sign, you go forward and back. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna stop there. But yes. Mr. Vickers was at Rosebank, <laughs> Rose and right? he started. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm. So that. And you he's know. your principal. He's my current principal. Okay. Rosebank's former principal. So the culture has been moved the around. The culture. There but, you go. Which right. is such a great example of how yeah. people can put your personal stamp on a school culture. Oh, definitely. Yes. Mm-hmm. But okay. It, I think I I just think about the the shared vision mm-hmm. of all the 
people that you just uh, mentioned, Mark. And, um, you know, culture is like a, it's a really vague word. It is, yeah. And so, like, it's encompassing of all the arts, right? Yeah. And yeah. But it's more than just art. I think art is a manifestation of of all those values and the Definitely. visions. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I think values is is the word that I really resonate with when I think about mm. culture. It's shared values. So what are we doing as an entire staff, as an administrative team, as a parent team? What things are most important to us that we're all feeding in and working on together? And that's kind of where my mind goes when I think about school culture. Um, so the next thing that we talked about is uh, what are two things that are important to you in your program? Um, what are two values that you're kind of hoping to to instill in your students? Mm-hmm. Uh, An influence. I, and I was thinking about this um, and something that is really important to me when I'm when I go to a new school. It's important to me that there's a school song because I think nothing can build unity like making music together. And I think especially since we teach our our students for seven years from K to sixth grade, mm-hmm. that's a long time. So nothing really makes you feel more like in the routine and at home than singing the same song, yeah. especially if it's about a, a place. So I've written two school songs. Okay. Um, I inherited a really awesome one when I came to Finney. I love that The one. Finney song is the best. It was written by a past principal, and it's so cute, and it's sung in both English and Spanish, oh, nice. which I think is awesome. I added some super awesome clapping. <laughs> Can we hear it? Oh, yeah. We are from Finney. I said from Finney. Where the boys and girls are better than the best. We are from Finney. I said from Finney. We're from Finney Community School. We do reading, we do math, we have a whole lot of fun. Solving things together, yes, it can be done. We are from Finney, you know, and it goes okay. on. And then we go, Somos de Finney, Digo de Finney. It's really cute. So often um, do they sing the song? We sing it um, Monday and Friday okay. and at every assembly. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we do a... Um, a patriotic song. The weather is nice year-round for the most part in Southern California, so for those of you listening in other parts of the country, this probably yeah. is not relatable. <laughs> um, all of our cafeteria tables at our schools are outside. Right. So um, so we actually meet every morning on the blacktop for announcements, and we like, start with singing. Snow, what, what is snow? Yeah, right? <laughs> like occasionally, What's this white stuff? Occasionally we have precipitation. Yeah. <laughs> but it's very occasional. So anyway, I was thinking school songs, but then... Mm. Um, I guess it just goes along with it, but to me, that feeling of ensemble or unity yeah, or yeah. we're all the same, um, that's that's huge for me. And that's a value that I really want to instill. Yeah. Do, does anyone else here have a school song that they're sent or no? No. No? <laughs> My principal's asked me for like the last six months to write one, and I just... i just you. Okay. I, yeah. yeah. Everything <laughs> I come up was like, that's trash. I'm <laughs> no, <laughs> not going to do that. In progress. Yeah, maybe we'll say that. We'll say yeah, that. yeah. Mm-hmm. all right. Mm-hmm. Actually, so at my school site, um, back in ni- probably '98, maybe, uh, one of my for- former teachers actually wrote a school song, and so uh, that's been already established. You're reviving it, or no? It's been it's been sung it's every been Friday. Done. It's okay. been sung every Friday. Um, I had my choir though sing it and record it mm-hmm. last year, so because wow. we play it off of like a minus one track and they sing along that, but I think it's like no, I'm gonna try to try something different. So I recorded my students sing it. So Hopefully, that'll be installed soon enough for my school site. But that's yeah. cool. How about you, Zoe? Do yeah. So, um, a former coworker and I wrote, uh, or we changed the lyrics to "You Are My Sunshine" oh. to a uh, Rosebank theme song. So, 
Yeah, he goes, we are the Panthers, the Rosebank Panthers. We use core values every day. We are the pride of Chula Vista. We care and learn right here in South Bay. Oh, that's really cute. cute. Yeah, and it was honestly, uh, it kind of came out of sheer necessity Mm because that was, Mm -hmm. that's the first song that I learned how to pick on the ukulele. Okay. Okay. So I was like, I can accompany this. We can do it this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's where it started. And then I got mixed feedback. You know, it works. It, it hits hard with the kindergartners. They love it. Mm-hmm. But then the sixth graders are like, this is lame. Sure. Right. Um, There's some measure of that, like at our school, too. Yeah. Even though we're not to you are my sunshine. Well, so then I started putting it out there like, hey, like. We can we can rewrite it, guys. Mm-hmm. Like to the teachers, and uh, some of them were like, "Okay, I'll help you." And then there was one. Um, our soccer coach was like, "You can't change it. I love it." <laughs> and like he's like teaching it to his fourth grade class. Oh, and, and then this year, um, I got to give props, like ma- major shout out to my principal, Aaron Magnin, mm-hmm. um, because he had a whole career as a rock musician before oh, he okay. became a principal. Okay. And uh, we did this uh, music festival at Rosebank. We called it Rose Cella. Mm-hmm. And uh, he volunteered to play with... Uh, that's rad. Yeah, with... That's amazing. Our custodian, mm-hmm. uh, David. And then... Oh my gosh, that's awesome. His... his drummer from his band who's actually a parent at Rosebank. So awesome. and they were just they really rocked it. They brought it. So, that's cool. And they performed the song. So it was yeah. great. Okay. That's really cool. cool. Mm-hmm. That helps that helps when it's done in a rock style too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was awesome. That makes it way more exciting. That's cool. It's yeah. Fun. But yeah, as far as values, mm-hmm. going back to that, um, I mentioned in my earlier podcast something that I really wanted to focus on is my students really finding a way to ex- express themselves. Mm-hmm. Um especially with last year's song that we sang as a expression is a key part but i had this really weird dichotomy I, you know now an orf level three trained i've been mm-hmm. in you know i've been a part of this soup <laughs> um been part of it all and in that case the soup works the soup works in that case but um yeah, I, melted into one or exactly. blob. <laughs> I mean, if you come to North thing, he's like, "Oh, what's going on here?" People moving um, scarves and all. But anyways, uh, expression is really important. But also, I, I think there's this weird dichotomy of expression, but also trying to find a way to uh, excellence is the wrong word, but it comes close to it. Uh, okay. Yeah, having students recognize that because what got me into music, I loved music, mm-hmm. but in eleventh grade, I took AP Music Theory. Mm-hmm. And I realized, and I mentioned this earlier. I uh, I realized, wow, there's like there's a, there's a process, there's a science to this. Mm-hmm. And even though I'm not intending by any means for my students to get to the scientific level of music, if they do, great. But like, expression is important, but also understanding that um, that there is more than just there are many colors on their palette to use. Mm-hmm. It's not just singing with happiness or sadness. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, there's nuance. There's uh, also a good way to project yourself, and so. I feel like that's kind of where my two broad values lie. Paint with all the colors. Paint with mm. all the colors, yeah. Paint I've heard with that, paint with all the colors. I've heard that used with teachers um, answering students' questions about why do we need to learn this song from another culture or in mm. another language, and, and I, I thought that, that was beautiful. Mm. Yeah, 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 I like, I like that. that. Every year I have my students learn a song from a different, different language, and I get a lot of pushback, especially mm-hmm. from students that just joined the choir. It's like, why do we have to do this? Well, it's important for you to understand the other cultures. It's mm-hmm. for, important for you to like 
different cultures are going to be using different techniques and not just can you have empathy towards them but mm -hmm. also you can utilize that within your own art as well yeah i think it's really important down by the border that all of my kids learn how to sing a song in english and spanish mm. because that's language can be such a huge divide especially down here um that we need to there's something really powerful about singing together um in the same language or in somebody else's language language is culture it is yeah, yeah it's good stuff yeah something that you said john about um like striving for excellence, being mm -hmm. a value at, at Casillas. It reminds me of something that's said in the El Sistema community where um, they say, tocar y luchar, which like one translation could be like to play and to fight, but another one is like to play and to strive. Mm. Mm. And I think that's like, no matter what your background is, like everyone can play, everyone can try and be mm -hmm. their best. Yeah. Yeah. So like I really that. like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's good stuff. Very Sounds good. cooler in Spanish. It does. Yeah. I agree. Spanish is great. Yeah, Spanish. It is great. <laughs> I think for me, it's just that concept that everyone gets to play. Mm -hmm. um, it's yes. accessible. Um, mm -hmm. And then even, <laughs> like, for me, when I when I think of school culture, like I said earlier, it's it's thinking of the whole school. And so that includes teachers. And that includes, yeah. like, knowing, like, them knowing that they add value. Because if you take one person away from a school, the school's different. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, regardless if it's, you know, the loud kid or the shy kid or the teacher who does everything or the teacher who wants to just focus in on their classroom. Like, every, it's it, you're all part of the same school. Mm -hmm. And so everyone adds value and just making sure that people know that and knowing that without your input, without your voice being heard, you're not adding to our full school. And mm -hmm. so regardless yeah. if we differ on ideas or if you think that in this particular instance, like this song needs cowbell instead of, you know, bells. I don't know. No, but, always more cowbell. Uh, always more cowbell. <laughs> always. That's the right answer. Um, but just knowing that everyone is valued in that. And so for me, mm -hmm. like, that's where my mind goes. And that's what I want my kids to know when they leave, when they leave my school is like, it'd be great if like excellence if they achieved that but for me like that will come eventually mm -hmm. and i also mm -hmm. have to remember that they leave at 11 years old and so at 11 yeah. years old there's for some kids there's this feeling like oh yes i'm going to strive for excellence and they just have a different background but then for other kids it's like at 11 if they know what they're cared about and they know that they bring something to the table that's a huge success too mm -hmm. mm. i think I about know. oh sorry well i don't know i think for at the age of 11 everyone should be playing schoenberg Oh, gotcha. Yeah. 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 Totally. Sorry. Especially with one music teacher for 400 kids. Welcome, like, welcome. That's going to happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe out where some of you guys are in the East and you have like a staff of music teachers. Right. <laughs> we talk about that and we dream about that a lot. Guys. Like in Iowa. I heard Wait. in Iowa, they, or no, mm -hmm. Minnesota, they have three music teachers at their schools. Wow. That's awesome. That's really something. I know. That's, Maybe one day. That's, Maybe that's, one day. Maybe one day. One day. I was thinking about how. Um, it's it's interesting how we're talking about striving for excellence, but you have to open your mouth to, to sing true. to get there mm -hmm. to begin with. Mm -hmm. That's so true. And I feel like because um, music was not part of the culture yeah. for so long, or if it was, it was used as like, um, and not that this is bad, but used as like, people have done this thing before you, now you will do it exactly the same way. Mm. Yeah. But we're going to do this specific dance, or we're going to sing this specific song so that you can understand this piece of a culture. It's like a teaching tool you know for um 
we don't just teach that we teach creativity Very much right so. and we teach like pulling voices out and valuing your own creativity and i think it's so powerful when a kid values their own ideas and that's a direction that we're trying to go in education as a whole um and it's talked about a lot but man um, trying to instill in a kid like your ideas are valuable and important mm. and if you don't speak up and add your voice you're taking something from mm-hmm. our community because we need your voice mm-hmm. it's really important yeah that's good stuff mark thanks yeah <laughs> I, I think it's really interesting Shock. that like um <laughs> that, uh, <Jake> Pickers. <laughs> you know that there were like uh i almost said theme songs uh, fight songs? School, School songs. songs? School songs? School songs? Sure. Motifs. Motifs, <laughs> Motifs that, if you will, came from the past, mm-hmm. someone else's past creativity, mm-hmm. and like how we can uh, draw from those to like pass on culture to. Mm-hmm. To students as they come through our schools and i so i want to ask you guys like thinking about the past valuing mm-hmm. the past but then also looking towards the future mm-hmm. um like what are we doing to uh ensure that you know our culture gets passed on mm-hmm. not necessarily like us in the room but like what we're creating in our classrooms and our, in our school culture is sustainable and Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. continues because there will be a day when we do not teach at exactly. that school site right and that's that to me is kind of one of the greatest tragedies of a lot of um, really strong music programs is they are so director based mm-hmm. um, yeah. and so personality driven by the leader that once that person leads oftentimes you see a program fall apart so that's an excellent question mm-hmm. um, I think having those songs instilled are important um, but the other thing that we have talked about is including our families and our parents in their own children's education and helping them empower them with language to understand why music education is important so that it won't stop with us, that they will demand the music program's continued existence after we've gone. Mm-hmm. Because they're like, well, my children have had this and it was important for them. I'm not going to let it die yeah yeah what think, do you think i think visibility adding on to that i think visibility is important for it to be sustainable mm-hmm. because if we just teach music in our classrooms and we don't have either informances or performances and that teachers are just going to come in and out and just mm-hmm. pick up the kids and drop off the kids and no one's going to know what happens inside our classrooms mm-hmm. but if we make what we do in our classrooms more visible by having either informances or performances then the t- time we do eventually do leave, parents, the f- community, teachers, admin, they will already know what our expectation is of a music classroom. And so the following teacher can perhaps, well, while they will definitely instill their own culture, we'll still be able to keep a legacy of some sort going on. Mm-hmm. I was at a conference this last week, and one of the speakers said this quote with, uh, leading away so that whatever it is you're leading doesn't end when you cross the finish line. Mm-hmm. And... I think for me, like thinking about my music program at my school, is I have to make sure that my principal knows that when I'm when I leave and they replace me, to find someone who fits that culture that we've built, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and like, and making sure that I verbalize and express like this is what we do at Montgomery, like this is who we are, mm-hmm. and if you bring someone someone in who doesn't fit that mold, like, it's gonna either 
drastically change or there'll be that there'll be a riff and i'm not saying like to bring in a person exactly like me but just to bring in a person who shares those values like okay yeah montgomery they they do this they do this yeah like i i think i could do that and like Mm -hmm. i want to be a part of that Mm -hmm. as opposed to someone like no all that's terrible and we need workbooks and we need music theory and more music theory and more music theory you know Mm -hmm. like there's a place Mm -hmm. and time for that but just at my school always absolutely yeah if they don't get the workbook done at the end of the the day whatever um but just knowing that the people above me are clear with what is what is the culture and kind of what is what is needed to to foster that and continue it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to say something that I think might be a little bit controversial. Oh, bring it on! It's salad is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so yes. something that I've been thinking about in um, building my music program culture, like you know those defining characteristics that make our music program, Rosebank's music program, I've been really trying to advocate for all the things like that we're going to do happen within the school day. And, you know, every teacher does things that are outside of their job description. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those professions where it's kind of, it goes unspoken, and but it also comes from the heart. Like a lot of teachers, that's why they, that's what motivates them is you know, doing those, going the extra mile and making those personal connections that mm-hmm. oftentimes, if it's an after school program or like a club or um, in our case, like a choir or mm-hmm. an orchestra, like that's what makes it all worth it. Um, but my worry is that if I am doing all these things extra mm-hmm. and then I am no longer the music teacher, then all those things that I'm just doing on top of my job will then disappear because right. it's not, it's not said. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, so it's, I think it's really tricky because like, I, I really want to value like access, uh, and, um, like giving students that opportunity, um, like to be in an orchestra or like go to concerts that those, those kind of things, Mm -hmm. but then doing it in a way that's also like healthy for the teacher oh my gosh sustainable i know Mm -hmm. it's really hard to plan for seven grade levels and then stay for an extra hour after school to teach ensembles and take them to concerts and plan those concerts and it's a lot yeah it is it is a lot and i struggle with it as a mom Mm because i have two little boys they're in first and second grade and i've i so i spent the first five years of teaching um, as an independent contractor for a school, which was just not a very good way to do it at all. But it was just the only way that I could get a job. And I added all these extra things after school, like Glee Club, like all these ensemble things that I did. Um, I burned out so hard, mm-hmm. you know, and I even set my own, you know, pay for those after school things. The parents paid extra. It was mm-hmm. a private school and we were able to do that. And I would say, I'll do it for this amount of money per kid with no fewer than 10 kids or whatever. Um, and made it go, but oh my goodness. Um, and I, I just decided that, you know, after I had the boys that I'm not going to do that anymore because teaching's exhausting. Mm -hmm. Um, and we already don't get, I don't get much planning time during the day. I'm grateful for what I do get. Um, but it's not enough Mm -hmm. to plan for seven grade levels. Um, and then to add all the responsibilities on top of that for a performing group, but you're right. Kids deserve the opportunity to be in an ensemble. It's important. (laughs) Yeah working towards those shared goals and there's nothing like being on stage with a group of people and knowing that you're just killing it you know yeah 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 so like for me it's been um like a really fun challenge like Mm. this year has been really fun for me to 
become more visible to the whole school staff and to advocate for myself. Like what I'm doing is going to, I don't say it like this, but I'm thinking like from my heart, like this is going to change the lives of these students. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like no them question. joining orchestra. And so like what it meant, it was having kind of difficult conversations about scheduling mm-hmm. saying, cause for a while I was doing interventions where the teachers would hold their small groups mm-hmm. and then they would send the rest of their class for an extra VAPA lesson. And it was kind of just like a one-off, mm-hmm. one-off lesson. And I said, hey, instead of doing that, I can be having an in-school orchestra. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a trade-off, but like, I think it's gonna make a huge difference for these mm. kids. So, um, but like, I had been thinking this the whole time that sure. I've been teaching in Chula Vista, like, I, this is what I wanna do, mm-hmm. but I wasn't, I wasn't saying it out loud. Mm. And so I've just been kind of trying to just push myself to have those conversations. And Mm -hmm. surprisingly, I have not been shut down in the ways that I thought I would at at first. So Mm -hmm. I encourage people to like, you know, if you have something like burning in your like teacher, like, yeah, like I want to do this. Like if it's a dream, like, like obviously it's not mapped out for any of us, but like you can figure it out. And it's true. Yeah. Yeah, to an extent. Time is such a finite resource. It is. <laughs> it's really tricky. Yeah. Something I've been thinking a lot too about building legacy, which is really what this is boiling down to. Mm-hmm. Like how are we going to outlive the programs we're building? Um or how's our culture? Yeah, how's it how you know what I mean? Yes. Um so when we, we were kind of gathered from a lot of different places when Lauren needed to find music teachers. Um, she had to she had to go recruit all over the place oh, yes. to pull us in because of the lack of job opportunities for so many decades down here. There, it was just difficult to find people. So um, now that it's there's this desire for it to come back and it's becoming reestablished, um, we just we need to be part of that educating, you know, mm-hmm. to pull people in. We need to save future teachers some time that we stumbled. And I know that you're never going to start a first year teacher completely polished or anything but i just feel like um you know by by sharing the stories the way that we already are and putting resources together we can help um, mold people towards thinking in ways that we've come to think Mm -hmm. and just get them further along the path um to get them a head start and so i've started really speaking up and saying hey i want to have student teachers this is really important to me how do i get that um i really want to mentor some people so um we have the orf community and um you know a lot of us have stepped up to leadership roles in that um, and I look at that that way. And then I, I just finished up with my first student teacher this year. And I'm just really excited to see where he goes, you know, having seen what a, a healthy elementary school program even looks like, because I hadn't seen that before. All right, guys. So thinking about the work that we've already done and uh, where we're headed in the future, how have you already observed the culture changing at your schools? I call on Mark. I have a story. I know. Yeah. I like so um, last year, we did a musical for the first time ever, and I think the school's history, and the school's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and if someone who's taught at Montgomery knows different, let me know. Anyway, um, so we did Susical, and it was, everyone was brand new at it. I was brand new, and students were brand new, and so it was kind of like, come audition, but the auditions were just like, sign up, basically. Mm-hmm. And so I had a a group of boys and then one boy in particular who just has always been kind of a little bit of a troublemaker like he he's a good kid he shows a lot of leadership qualities um 
but they're not always for the positive, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. And so he signed up, and I was super surprised. I told my principal, and she's like, really? He signed up? And I was like, yeah. And so I was like, all right. And I had a perfect role for him. And he did it, and he's had so much fun. And so he was a fifth grader last year, so he was a sixth grader this year. And one of the mornings, I was just in the hall, and he comes up to me, Mr. Kamer, are we going to do Susical again? And I'm like, nah, buddy, we're not going to do Susical, but we'll do another musical. He's like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to do it this year again. It's like, all right, man. That's like, great. That's, that's that's like, it's awesome. So it just gives him a chance to be on stage in front of people because mm-hmm. like maybe that's just what he wants is yeah. just people to kind of see who he is and just yeah. and it gives it in a positive way yeah get attention for a good thing <laughs> right yeah. absolutely yeah. Right. yeah and so i'm sure like he's and i've noticed a shift in him just in general where he's been more engaged and he seems to be in less trouble mm-hmm. and then that goes with another student who's now a fifth grader last year as a fourth grader almost every day it was i had him it was just mm. he, he was getting in trouble for this just not engaged he didn't care and this year he joined my band like he wanted to learn saxophone so he signed up and he's learning saxophone but he's just a complete 180 of a wow. student just he's super engaged um we're doing a lot of solfege and band right now and in his section i have two students who have been playing for a couple of years and one student's in the conservatory at the youth symphony and so she's a little bit farther along in her musical journey than he is and so i am throwing out concepts for him to grasp but then also for her to grasp mm-hmm. and he's starting to grasp the concepts that she's getting he might not be able to play everything but like we're just talking about solfege and how it's a pattern and when we look at scales it's all a pattern and mm-hmm. so if you just fill it in you know and he's like yeah yeah, yeah. and so he's getting it. he's super excited wow, about it so, it's, so yeah cool. it's been really fun to see that and just to just to see kids excited and to see kids hungry for for this knowledge where even a couple mm-hmm. years ago they were just kind of like eh, you know right so we're, we're doing it That's yeah. Nice. yeah um one bit at a time right yeah mm-hmm. yeah well i started a choir two years ago and um yeah i didn't know what i was doing i was pretty uncomfortable singing myself uh mm-hmm. but then like you know it, it prompted me to grow personally and get more comfortable singing but then uh, so had a lot of sixth graders sign up the first year and then they all went to middle school and then the next year uh, so last year it was uh, a lot of third and fourth graders like fourth graders and their younger siblings and uh, a few of them were very nervous and I was thinking like why did you sign up for this like you, mm-hmm. you don't want to perform like they would tell me I don't want to go on I don't <laughs> want to do this and um, you're like that's what this is <laughs> yeah I was like, we're, we're just gonna get used to it yeah. and then mm-hmm. this year same student that I'm thinking of um, we've performed a, a couple times this school year already and I noticed in the last couple ones she didn't say anything about being afraid mm. and then in fact on the way going to our Rochelle stage she goes I'm gonna do choir in fifth grade and in sixth grade it's that's like, awesome yeah, yeah. That's like, so she's nice. so hooked um but yeah so mm. enthusiasm enthusiasm yeah mm-hmm. yeah I feel like for me lately I've been more at least past few years of engaging the sixth graders because that's a lot of them had, didn't have music before I came in there. Mm-hmm. Right now, the fourth graders at the moment are the only group that I started with the kindergarten. They've had that foundation. Mm-hmm. Sixth graders, I've had them since second grade. So mm-hmm. I've always gauged the, sec- uh, the, the sixth graders and how willing they are to put themselves out there. And every year is different. Every cohort's different, of course. But as the years have progressed, you start to see the the shells they place on themselves slowly come off. Mm-hmm. And like last year's group was less receptive to doing movement activities because, well, I didn't do ORF stuff my first or second year. Mm-hmm. Um, but the as I start seeing the new sixth grade classes come, come more and more, 
you start to see that they're willing to do things that are weird. Mm-hmm. They're willing to express themselves more. Um, one of my sixth grade teachers uh, mentioned that he's noticed every year the cre- his creative writing cl- um, club has increased more and more. They become more creative individuals. That's, so cool. That's really cool. That's awesome. wow. It's hard to see in the midst of it, but just stepping back, it's for me is just that creativity is mm-hmm. that they're willing to place themselves out there in a very scary and vulnerable place yeah and, it is um, yeah. it's vulnerable to create especially with everything that's out there for them to see this is what a product looks like mm-hmm. for be it recordings be it you know videos on youtube or any other platform per se it's easy to think that that's what art is supposed to be mm-hmm. and to create to make your own voice is very scary but the fact that these this new group of sixth graders are willing to do it more is just encouraging also these sixth graders can sing uh-huh. <laughs> last year's group was yeah. a little more resilient two years ago was pretty solid but like i start to see more and more again expression and excellence mm-hmm. i'm seeing them showcase themselves as the years progress mm-hmm. that's cool hmm. I definitely see a softness in my older kids mm-hmm. that I did not get to that experience well. for the past few years. So I, I understand what you're saying. I've had my sixth graders since they were in third okay. um, this year. And it was so different walking into sixth grade the first day of this year. They were happy to be in music class, mm. <laughs> you know, and it was really sweet. We've been spending a lot of time in the orchestra room. I have a strings room and a general music room. Um, and we've been spending a lot of time on our strings lately. And one of the kids, like, um, as we were walking into the general music room to work on something the last time we were together, it was like, oh, I have missed this room. It was really <laughs> sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like home to them now, you know? Yeah, that's cool. And it's their it's their playground. They're they're happy to be there. They're happy to find ways to express themselves. And even even the kids that are wrapped up in a little bit more self consciousness than others. Right. Um, I would agree, mm-hmm. you know, with you that they're just more comfortable being vulnerable and expressing themselves. That comes down to setting the culture of your room, too. Like, um, my most important rule is rule number three, no Mm put-downs. I don't put up with it. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. For me, rule number five is cooties don't exist, so hold each other's hands, guys. (laughs) That's right. I told you I make them say, like, holding hands is not weird. And they repeat it, holding hands is not weird. (laughs) I will not make it weird. I will not make it weird. (laughs) You told me about that. And so Uh we were doing Alabama Gal with our sixth graders, and they were weird about it. And so Uh I made them repeat it four or five times. Did it work? (laughs) Yeah, for the most part. I would say about 98% were fine with it. And there were those couple who was like, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, what else has been helpful are clapping games, doing more of them and more frequently. Like Richard Lawton taught us the went down to the corner and I went to the, oh, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. went right up to the bakery shop, you know, took two donuts right out of the grease and handed the lady a five cent piece. It's yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they really like the challenge of it. And um, I was at a conference um, in Northern California with NCAOSA. Um, they hosted it. Last May, I think, and uh, they brought in Nordic instructors, which was mind blowing. I saw you were doing yep, one of the Nordic yep, yep, songs. Yep. It was great, actually. When they were teaching us that one, um, it's a clapping game that every, I guess, Norwegian kid knows. Um, they they made the comment. The teachers made the comment that it's a healthy way for children to get aggression out. Hmm. You know, to have these contests and to like have you know forceful contact with another human through the yeah. clapping game. But um, in a fun way. Yeah. I thought, oh, that's so interesting. It's interesting. interesting. Like, mm-hmm. uh, 
earlier years, like there's been like a high demographic of females who've mm-hmm. been really into music, and that's great. But just the boys' voice felt like, oh, that's for girls, right? And this year, there's this one guy. He's actually our uh, student comp- council president. He's also on the football team, and he was the most into doing the the hand the clapping, the hand clapping and singing. And it's like, okay, cool, mm-hmm. happy for you. Yeah. And for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we're going a little out of order, and I totally own that. I, like, skipped around on our little... It's chaotic episode. and it's harmonious. Uh, yeah. It's like, it all worked out. Okay. Hey, that's name. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, usually in education, you start with outcomes, the desired outcomes, right? Yeah. And you kind of plan backwards from that. But yeah. what are our desired outcomes in terms of school culture, like, music program, classroom culture... Do we have any? I have lots. Yeah. Wait, didn't, sorry, didn't we answer this one? Well, no, it's a little bit of it's a, a different angle. Nuanced. So instead of like, what do you want your legacy to be? What What is the desired outcome at the end of the day, I guess? Um, I So I think about that more with what do I want my kids to look like? Mm-hmm. So I want to raise an army of oh. Chulavistians who are empowered to embrace their own creative ideas and who respect their own creativity mm-hmm. and see it not only as their right, but their duty to share it with the world. Because I think that those are going to be the innovators yeah. mm. you know, of the future. And that's where the economy is headed. We need innovative, creative minds who right. can think outside the box, create the next technology. And um, so, I mean, that is my, that's my end goal. So if we have awesome performances, that's great. Um, I mean, I love that. Uh, but... More than anything, I just hope that they are confident and empowered. Yes. Yeah. The confidence. Yeah. Like, the for me, it's I want students to have, like, the confidence to try things, to mm-hmm. try new things, and, um, yeah, to value their creativity, that they're all so creative. Mm-hmm. Like, I've yet to meet Definitely. a kid that is not, cannot, like, out outthink me in something very creative. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't predict what they're going to say. When yeah. I think I'm gonna, when I think I know what they're gonna say, I'm usually just not listening. Yeah, that's when they're like, <laughs> "Hey, Miss Pridmore, have you ever thought about what it would be like if your fingernails were eyeballs?" And you're like, "Nope, nope, that's weird." Though. That's a new one. That's cool. Can you see out of them? I guess I would assume so. I don't so. know. Yeah, you right. Who thinks eyeballs. about stuff like Slide that? Vision, I am now. <laughs> that would be very concerning. <laughs> yeah. Let's see what the inside of your nose looks like. no you need more light in there that's a problem Mm, maybe i love kids um i think for me just to tag on what you guys have said um yeah and also to be kind with other people's creativity Mm -hmm. you know just oh that's good just because it looks different than yours doesn't mean it's wrong um yep yeah i I don't know. I just I want people to be kind, yes. and like in everything that you do, I don't care what field you're in. I'm like, not I don't know, I won't go there, but just just to be kind. Like mm-hmm. yes, you can disagree, but mm-hmm. you don't have to disagree by name calling. You don't have to disagree by putting someone else down and right. devaluing their ideas. It looks different, mm-hmm. and the beautiful thing about the world is like there's not one way. Mm-hmm. You know, there are multiple ways to do it. And so, um, John, I've noticed that you've been doing Inktober. 
Yes. So it's like you do these drawings every day of October. Mm -hmm. And I've seen your drawings and they're amazing. And I have another friend, she's doing it and she's posting them and they're completely different, but they're Mm -hmm. also amazing. And so it's like you have this word and you draw a picture based on that word. And just to see your mind, how it works, to see her mind, how it works, it's, it's a cool thing. And, you know, like there isn't one better than the other. There's not one, you know, that's right and one that's wrong. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's your interpretation of whatever word that is and how you're able to express that. And I think that we've we've become such a competitive culture where it's you win or you lose. Mm -hmm. You're right or you're wrong. And you come in first or you come in last, you know? And it's not quite how it works. And especially in education, like, should we be valuing, should we we be ranking schools, you know, within the district, Mm -hmm. you know? And I don't know. That's a conversation for another day, I think. That's a podcast for another time. You know, but it's... (laughs) I have my... Two cents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so we can wow. talk about that another day. But uh-huh. what, like, what are we teaching our kids when they know that their school isn't as good as X school? Mm-hmm. You know, and so I don't know. There's value in that, I guess, mm-hmm. and I see the value in that, and I know that you don't want to be complacent in what you do. But is saying that your school is at the bottom of the list a good motivator for your teachers, for your administration? You know, because your teachers see that, and then mm-hmm. they see like, well, we've been trying so hard. And we've been implementing all this stuff, but mm-hmm. we're still at the bottom. And we're still looking at that. That means that we're ineffective teachers. Mm-hmm. And is Ooh. that healthy? Mm-hmm. Is that healthy for the school culture? Is that healthy for your teachers? And then that translates, is that healthy for your kids? I don't know. I mm-hmm. have a lot of thoughts. Lots of things. Yeah. But and I'm not going to get to right now. <laughs> right. And it's, yeah. it's not for today's episode. No. Um, but um, just going back to the original thought which is being kind with other people's creativity sure sure yeah sorry i don't know how we got there no no it's fine no that was good mm-hmm. <laughs> got my mind out of the whole eyeballs on the fingernails <laughs> <laughs> oh my mind's back dude and now we're back <laughs> and now we're back but uh, something you said there was really key um don't, please don't do that sorry <laughs> you're freaking me out sorry we <laughs> see our eyeballs now <laughs> oh, a different expression of picking your fingernails um <laughs> Anyways, I do. Uh, I, I was just doing this. Oh, anyways, moving on. Um, you were saying something, Mark, uh, that really touched, that I really thought about. Yeah, the whole, I've been struggling personally on, like, because I've loved math growing up. Math was my jam. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, we've always really, the idea is solving for X, solving for Y, get derivatives to solve for your you know variables. But that's not how the world works mm-hmm. outside of, the confines of the school classroom and mm-hmm. so giving the space that one's art can be and will be different than your and then your art is very beneficial for the students in the long run mm-hmm. i wouldn't say more beneficial necessarily a different beneficial than doing than solving for x right yeah mm-hmm. what was the original question well, we were just talking about desired outcomes. Yeah, with your desired, desired outcomes. outcomes. With your kids. You know, I think it all ties in together. Like, in order yeah. to value someone else's um, expression and creativity, you have to think critically. Yeah. yeah. That's You know, important. you have to be able to have that self-awareness and think, okay, I think this, but this this person thinks something else. Mm-hmm. And that's really valuable. Yeah. Yeah. I think desired outcome for me, I'm, I'm still trying to, after five years, still trying to polish it up. But I think one thing is similar to what you guys are saying, exposure towards what else is out there. As mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. I really make sure that my choir sings a different song in a different language. Uh, one of my fifth graders says, Mr. Seligman, why, are we, uh, why do we always sing a song that's not from America? I was like, that's not true. <laughs> We're singing one right now. But like, it's 
purposeful. It's important that we just understand what else is out there because yeah. it's easy for us to just be locked in our own room. So one desired outcome is just exposure to what else is out there, understanding what other paints you can draw, paint with. Can you paint good. with all the colors of the wind? Thanks, Zoe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think I think that we've all definitely landed on the on the same outcome. And then as far as how do we make these cultural changes last beyond ourselves? Yeah. I think it's important that we leave a trail as much as possible. We Certainly. put our stamp on future educators. Um, we leave. Uh, you know, some sort of guide for the next person to just be like, look, here's what we've done. We have, we have it documented on our social media accounts. We have, you know, concert programs. We have a lot of different ways that we're trying to put it out there into the universe, but I, more of that. Yeah. I, one of my values as a teacher is within the music teacher community, you know, our district and then the greater world is I will share every discovery I have because hmm. every kid needs access to it. And sure. yeah, we, hmm. wh- why do we all need to be feeling like we have to be perfect or reinventing the wheel or mm-hmm. like every single idea has to be our own? It doesn't. We need to learn from each other so that we can we can get excellent education to every kid yeah i think that when we do that it just multiplies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know if we're selfish with our resources then it's only going to affect let's say the 300 kids at my school or whatever it is mm-hmm. but then if i share that with you crystal and then you're like you know what i'm actually gonna use that then mm-hmm. that whatever activity it was or whatever it is now positively affected 800 kids or not whatever it is and then you share it with someone else you know and yeah Good resources are gonna are gonna continue. You know, if it's not good, then it'll, it'll stop somewhere. Yeah. You know, and so I'm I'm very glad that some of my lessons have stopped with my classroom. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, but I know. our poor um, little I know. experiment children, especially those first couple of years. I'm so sorry to those kids, man. You know. Like, oh, anyway, but just that I think I, I agree with that, and I love that, and just yeah. sharing resources like. It as educators, we should be doing it. We yeah. should be sharing best practices. I feel like and don't be stingy with it. No. I feel like the my main exposure towards uh, education and music was secondary music, and it's very it's like, as mentioned before in other episodes. It gets very competitive. It's yeah. very much about yep. how many awards does this school earn, and like right. that, there's a place for that for sure. It helps sure. the students aim for performing better, but in the same sense, it becomes very closed off and not collaborative yeah so yeah i'm gonna leave there mark it's tricky isn't it Mm. um also that culture of celebration yes when somebody else gets an accolade that is well deserved Mm -hmm. i think it's important that we lift each other up something that my uh former band director she still teaches at my former high school and she mentioned how at their when when they do um chair auditions uh, she didn't even scribe this, but at the, whoever when the announcer gets the last chair, in a non-sarcastic way, they all clap for that kid mm-hmm. because like this is the biggest clap because they like you are still part of this classroom, mm-hmm. you're still part of us. Oh. Um, so I got these at the <laughs> Mission Bay <laughs> boat races. So um, Brian and I have gone every year because we have a contact at Home Street Bank. Um, he works with him there, um, and they sponsor a speedboat every year. Ooh. Um, okay. So it's it's this really fun San Diego thing that's been going on forever. So these they give them out to all the kids. They're called Bam Bams, Bam-bam. and they make a noise. <laughs> so they're they're like big inflatable tubes. They're what two feet long? You think? Sure. Ish. Yeah, so they kind of sound like a spring. 
and you get a bunch of them together it's so loud but yeah. all the kids at the boat races had these things and I just I grabbed a bunch because they were giving away so yeah, these are did. like branded with Home Street Bank and they say we bleed blue we bleed on it because it's, it's Home Street Bank blue I actually bleed red. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so this was the I mean, color of the boat that they sponsored yeah too. I was going to say are you cruel so, no, actually, like before like, our blood gets oxidized, it is blue. It is. It's true. Oh. I want to hit those. Here, take them. They're really fun to play with. Don't what do you think? Be a little wary about the mic. I know. Oh, Ooh. gosh. That, that's a spike in the, the mic. They have okay. a very satisfying uh, metallic sound. They do. No. Yeah. They they make lovely antenna. Okay. As uh, so Mark is demonstrating. Okay. I wonder if you could use these as like ridiculous mallet examples oh that'd be funny like you could do like dave faxton's whole routine oh of, like, like have the leader holding yeah extra like, large oh hey. yeah <laughs> yeah do the whole thing maybe day one of music class like when you're <laughs> teaching routines with rhythm sticks they're just like extra large rhythm sticks that's cute do you have an idea <laughs> you know you want to play that is a nice metallic sound oh, isn't gosh. it I also, fun. you could bend the pitches also Ooh, so putting more or less pressure on them. I like the pitch. I'm thinking also some sort of Laban movement. Not sure exactly mm. what punching, but instead of punching, oh, you know with what? That body. would be fun. Yeah, yeah. This, this is like a safe space for me to punch Mark instead of, but instead of punching him, I can just <laughs> whack him and, and make the noise. What does it look like if you drop it from high up? It floats. Yeah. There you go. It There's like your Laban. There you go. There we go. It would be really fun to both, uh, to give everybody those, and then they have to do a movement activity with them. Yes. But then do that activity where, like, one group is moving and the other group is making sound effects. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Here we go. Mark had an idea. Yes. That Find a way to make the shape. Oh, okay. And then you get multiple of them different so shapes. So hold them at different oh, okay. angles and then yeah. make that shape with Sorry, your body. I'm just listening. So That's... like if you have them like in perpendicular, have the other group also. Find a way to make the shape. With your body. Got the it. shape. Okay. Now using a different body part, find a way to make the shape. Okay. Um, you can't well, see my legs. It's hard but... sitting <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> find a way to make the shape. Yeah. <laughs> make it work. This is not optional. <laughs> Rule number one, follow directions. <laughs> Rule number four, join in with everything we do. Five cooties don't exist. <laughs> the cooties don't exist. I like that role. That's a good role. Those good ideas. Aren't they cool. fun? Yes. Bam bams. Bam bams. Bam bams. You okay. could also, if you had enough bam bams, have them be something that as you are marching or traveling along, at some point of the song, you have to hit with somebody else that lines up. Ooh, fun. Mm. Like the only thing that would improve these is if they were glow in the dark. <gasps> For sure. Uh, yes. Like, I want glow in the dark bam bams. That'd you can cool. use glow in the dark paint. That's true. Because Could do like safe. a whole black light thing. Huh? That's safe? Yeah, why not? <laughs> we can make it safe. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I don't know. We would definitely clear Let that. Let us head. know. <laughs> the, you know uh, Good work, guys. <laughs> and to those watching or listening, um, thank you so much for listening to Chaotic Harmony. But it would really help us a lot, especially if you're watching via YouTube, making sure you subscribe to us. Um, that way we can keep on making this thing rolling. Uh, for future episodes. Also, if you uh, what would help us a lot greatly is if you um, send us a review on iTunes or any other. Uh, I guess Google Play has their own system. Yes, I'm they guessing. do. So yes, they do. Send us a review Stitcher. that helps us a lot, so that we can get Spotify. more visibility for more teachers to see what we're doing, and also for them to learn off what we say. So send us a review, five stars only. That's all we accept. Um, 
but yeah. Also, except lower stars. I just want to know what you think. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. Via the review uh, area, or also if you have anything you want to share to us, feel free to send to us um, an email. We're at uh, chaoticharmonyclassroom at gmail dot com. Yeah, we will get back to you because we'll be we so excited that anybody emailed us. <laughs> 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 we'll just be honest. Okay, so we do have a round of the week. Round of the week. This one is called Tombai. Tombai. It's from Israel. Hmm. All right, so I'll sing it. Then we'll break it down, yeah? Tombai, 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 tombai. La 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 Yeah? Sure. Cool. Let's try it. So I sing a bit using a bit. Yes, or Yeah. Tombai, 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 tombai. Tombai, 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 tombai. La 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 Got it? La, 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 la. Yeah, yeah, I sang that wrong the first time, okay, so I will good. take ownership over that. Okay, so, <laughs> sound good? Sure. Sounds good. Girls so, Against Boys? Yay. Yeah? Uh, what do you excuse think? Excuse me. <laughs> okay. okay. No, no. Uh, sure. Let's do it. Okay, cool. Ready, Zoe? Mm-hmm. Here we go. Tombai, 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 tombai. La 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 that one's fun. That is fun. Sorry, I abandoned you. But not sorry. Three parts. I just left her out on her own. I'm like, you got it. Um, we had a little creativity challenge with the kids, and I gave them all rhythm sticks, and they had to come up with their own dance moves with the rhythm sticks. And then we were just marching in a circle for a little while, keeping a steady beat. But then it was creatively connect to a partner on the different parts, and they came up with some really awesome stuff. So, yeah, that was my idea. Give them bam bams next time. You cut. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's coming full circle. Bam. Bam. Solid. Bam. Mark, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Keemer. I'm at Ms. Kumagai. You could find me at Mr. Seligman, M-R-S-E-L-I-G-M-A-N. And you could find me at Mrs. Pridmore or at Finny Vapa. Thanks for listening, guys. Cool. The Chaotic Harmony Podcast is a joint project between Crystal Pridmore, Jonathan Seligman, Zoe Kumagai, and Mark Kemer. You can find us online at chaoticharmonyclassroom.com. You can email us at chaoticharmonyclassroom at gmail and let us know what you think. Give us feedback about what you would like to hear in future episodes. We're on all the socials. Find us on facebook.com slash chaoticharmonyclassroom. You can find us on Twitter at chclassroom, Instagram at chaoticharmonyclassroom, and you can even find our episodes on YouTube. Chaotic Harmony is the name of our channel. Special thanks to Brian Pridmore for his help with production and equipment. www.pridmoria.com
subscribe. Like and subscribe. Bye. Gucci. Girl, bye. You know, if this whole music teacher thing doesn't work out, Johnny, we've got a great career in sound effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got it. You're on. <laughs> what was that? I don't know, man. <laughs> Mr. Trumpeter. <laughs> Anywho. I'm not real sure with mics. <laughs> Put a mic in front of us for screwed. I saw a meme today and I thought of you that was like, can we all stop miming mic drops? Yeah. Damage to sound equipment. Just not a joke. And I was like, Brian Pridmore. Okay. <laughs>